Carla Marquardt lives in Galesburg, Illinois. She's a painter and a draft person. She's a businesswoman and an instructor. She showed paintings of Chicago in the Morrissey Gallery last fall, and we met with her shortly after Thanksgiving to discuss the work. Also in the show, she had a piece by her father. She's a second-generation painter, and uh, so the work, the work that she made was in homage to her father's painting, and uh, we discussed that and the scope of her practice. Enjoy. Uh, okay, so we're joined today uh, by Carla Marquardt. Um, her exhibition, uh, for the listeners, her exhibition is running to the end of the semester here at the Morrissey Gallery in St. Ambrose. Carla, thanks for coming over and taking part in this. Well, sure. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm <laughs> not ready for prime time here, but I'm, uh, I welcome questions. I think if you start off and ask me, yeah. it'll lead to some logical things. To absolutely, say. absolutely. Yeah. So I thought we should talk about your, your dad's painting since it's mm -hmm. the, it's the okay. one uh, unusual... Yeah, I did bring the oddball one. Oddball, is yeah. um, a painting that I grew up with that uh, my father painted of downtown Chicago around 1946. And both my parents were artists, and they both they met in college at the School of the Art Institute. And um, so my dad, you know, the paintings that I we have, a lot of them are downtown Chicago. And so I and I grew up in Chicago, so. I always loved my dad's paintings, of course, and I always loved Chicago. And um, so I thought it'd be fun to bring this painting because I'm always talking about my dad's paintings, but, you know, I don't <laughs> carry them with me. So, uh, so that one kind of stands out, and it's, it's totally from a different era, a different way of painting. I mean, he was, he was sort of an expressionist. Um, and, you know, in the 40s and 50s, you know, that kind of painting was the painting that we did. And um, yeah. so it's a very uh, kind of excited painting to, you know, and, you know, and of course, I have trouble seeing it, you know, objectively because it's, I, you know, I grew up with it. And my dad passed away when I was 12. So, you know, I never had a lot of serious hardcore discussions about art with him. But he was always very encouraging, and he would look at my stuff that I brought home from school, you know, and have a few little things to say. Whereas my mom, being more practical like women tend to be, was not so gung-ho on encouraging me to be an artist, which makes perfect sense. And if I were a mom, I mean, I am a mom, but if my son had any interest in being an artist, you know, I would have him look long and hard at it. Um, so, but my dad was, of course, more of a dreamer, you know. How did he make his living? So, well, he was an art professor at Chicago State College Chicago when State. I was. He he started there when I was born. So, before that, he taught in high school at in some high school in Chicago, I believe. And right out of college, he taught in Colorado. So my mom and dad have story, or my mom has stories of the, the log, the. Uh, wood-burning stove she had to use in Boulder, Colorado when they mm. first went. They got wow. married in 47 and went off and taught there. And mm. So that's you know, the stories I grew up with. So, anyway. So he, he taught 
in Chicago. Yeah. Taught painting in Chicago. Yeah. And he yeah. painted, uh -huh. did he have a gallery? Was yeah. he a gallery rep? Well, he was kind of not much of a go-alonger, you know? Mm -hmm. So he was like, the heck with them, you know, kind of attitude. And so, which I kind of inherited a little of that, I think. Oh, yeah. So, um, you can teach so you don't have to not, worry about that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you get, that's why you get a teaching job. So he, you know, he didn't really push. He never went out of his way. He sort of went out of his way to avoid dealing with that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So but didn't, didn't he even almost make sure people were qualified to buy his paintings? Oh, almost? like he didn't. It wasn't almost well, like, yeah, I remember yeah, he my mom saying <laughs> something. I thought he said he didn't want it to go to a collector. He wanted to go to someone that. Who, yeah, actually like. Yeah, yeah. Very idealistic. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he yeah. would have said something like that. Yeah, interesting. Um, and I know he, you know, he had very high standards, of course, and you know he destroyed a lot of his work. And, you know, huh. temperamental, moody kind of a person. Yeah. You know, so. So then, were you? Even at 12, were you thinking you might want to do it, or did it Well, later? I always felt like I, I was an artist. I mean, I, you know, I always made art and stuff like that. But since mom, um, and I have a younger brother and younger sister, so mom had to raise us, and um, mm -hmm. so she didn't think it was a good idea to be an artist. So I was racking my brains, of course, and I still am, you know, for something to do other than be an artist. <laughs> and um, so I didn't take art in high school. I tried to, you know, be good. Um, but then when it came to going to college, I was like, what can I do? You know, I can't. So I went, I wound up going to the Art Institute of Chicago hmm. for a couple of years. But then, and I was living at home. And, um, but then I decided, really, I should go to a bigger school than this. And I transferred to the U of I in Champaign. So hmm. that's where I finished my college and um, got my BFA. But, um, so I managed to miss out on all the kind of thing that I thought I wanted. Like at the Art Institute, it's kind of a free-for-all. Yeah. And you just pass-fail and, you know, you just sort of, you know, do some stuff and you're fine. Right. I mean, of course, you have to challenge yourself. But, um, and then at the U of I, you go as a freshman and sophomore, I understand, you have sort of structured foundations classes and stuff. But I missed all that. Yeah, so yeah. I came in as a junior, and it's a free-for-all. So that's kind of, so I feel like I have, it's like under false pretenses that I have a BFA from the U of I, because I didn't really do all the you things you four years of studio do. time. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, I feel like I kind of taught myself, or, or yeah. I didn't teach myself, you know. Yeah. So, but when I was in, at the U of I, I went, I spent a semester in Italy, like a study abroad thing, and I started making paintings with arches in them, like Italian, you know, like, hmm. and um, I was trying to make figurative paintings, kind of like religious paintings, but I never really, I mean, not from a religious point of view, but from an art point of view, um, but they weren't really ringing true exactly. Mm -hmm. And I started making some really small paintings. Somehow I found some tiny like three by five canvas board. And some friends of mine, this is like the late 70s, were doing mail art. I don't know, mm -hmm. this might be before you maybe you've heard of it. And um, like you'd yeah. mail wacky stuff with stamps and stuff like that back and forth. And so I thought, well, I'm going to make some of these little paintings. I'll mail them. And so I started doing that. And then I just started falling in love with this small, small format and started making a lot of different things with, they were mostly with arch, like architecture. Mm -hmm. Then they started getting thicker, like I was using layers of corrugated cardboard and building them up and using modeling paste. And 
and everything was really small. Like you could take your work to the crit in your purse, <laughs> which yeah, I yeah. loved. You know? <laughs> so I'm very practical <laughs> in those ways. And you can just yeah. use old discarded junk to yeah. make them. And, right. Um, so that's kind of what I was making when I finished okay. my BFA. And then, um, then I was like, oh, now what will I do? And uh, yeah. so I moved back home, of course. And, um, but then some friends of mine were moving to California. And I had never been to San Francisco. They, but my grandfather was actually from San Francisco. So anyway, I wound up there. I got a job by some lucky chance at an architectural model building shop, hmm. making the trees and bushes. And then I thought, because you don't know, need so much architecture training for that. But um, but I'm, I like that kind of stuff. And yeah. So then, and I, my goal was to apply to UC Berkeley because my grandfather had gone there. And not in art, and so that's what. After a couple, of, so I wound up doing that by some chance. And um, was that two years, three so, years? Well, it was two years, but I managed to stretch it to three years because, <laughs> no. in my way of not really having a life plan, yeah. it was like, well, gosh, guys, it's you know, nice here. just stay <laughs> another year because then you get the studio, and you know, yeah. and tuition wasn't that much then. Yeah, yeah. In-state tuition, and yeah. Um, so I guess I got my B, my MFA in 1990, um, and when I went in, I was doing these. They, everyone called them sculptures because they they were thick, but I thought of them as paintings, but really thick paintings. But mm -hmm. anyway, so I'm doing that, and I they started to get. I started to simplify them, get more minimal. They were always very architectural, mm -hmm. and um, so I thought, well, they're getting so minimal that they're like disappearing almost and I thought I have to do something different so I started doing portraits of my fellow students and just working from life and totally not the cool art thing you know mm -hmm. but I kind of liked it because it wasn't that yeah know? especially and out there right I mean yeah yeah and every yeah and pretty conceptual so, program in general or yeah no? it, it was turning that way and getting very um you know like one of my studio mates are my she's growing plants and test tubes and stuff and you know it was getting a little away from using paint and stuff mm -hmm. like that and, um but i always loved using oil paint and um anyway yeah, so you were the great. contrarian voice the painter well i thought i was <laughs> <laughs> so, and i mean and so i was doing these things and that's and they were kind of awkward and clunky and but the thing that if they had any kind of charm, it was their clunkiness that their awkward, you know, I didn't have any classical training, but I was pretty good at drawing what I could see. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I wasn't doing it in any kind of way that you would if you took foundations at the U of I, you know, you would have learned this kind of obvious <laughs> things, but, um, oh, and then when I started teaching, then I got a little job at a junior college out there, a part-time job. And so then you have to learn how to tell people right. about this stuff, and then you start to learn it, which was kind of, a lot of it was kind of news <laughs> to me. <laughs> but, um, uh, it was kind of, it's kind of amazing. But, um, and another, after you graduate, then you lose your free studio. So then I started doing landscaping, because I had some friends who would go out with their French easels and paint the landscape in the Bay Area. The weather's gorgeous, mm -hmm. there's no wind, there's no humidity, there's no bugs. Mm -hmm. And, um, which of course I didn't really have a comparison, but right. so I did that, you know, I started to fall in love with that kind of thing and not so much landscapey, but industrial kinds of things yeah. and with structure and not trees and bushes, which I always try to avoid. Yeah. And, um, 
as much as possible. And, and I wound up living in this sort of industrial neighborhood in Berkeley that had this live workspace for low income artists that you went through a bunch of hoops to get into. And I finally worked my way down the waiting list and um, I was living in this place. And so I could just walk a few blocks and there'd be this cool old factory. And um, yeah. so I did a lot of plein air painting in, you know, industrially kind of stuff. Um, so you like these big, larger, broad, broad areas of flat color? That's sort of yeah, been yeah. Thing we just for... choose things in the real world that yeah. look like that, yeah. and um, and I just didn't have a feel, a sense like for trees and bushes. And not that I have anything against them, but like painting them, or like even when you're painting a person, try to avoid the hair. You know, it's just like <laughs> ugh, you know all that amorphous stuff. I don't know what yeah. you know. It's just not. I'm not good at it, and huh. I don't have a good feeling for it. And so that's why I wound up doing more stuff like that. And then, so that's 1990. I, I'm, you know, got these part-time teaching jobs at a little junior college. And also, my other job skill is working as a seamstress because I'm good at sewing because I'm good at precision stuff. So I worked for some designer people in the Bay Area. So I was like, that was how I was keeping body and soul together. I see. And um, then I got, then in 1995, I applied for this. Um, art residency program in Galesburg, Illinois, called Studios Midwest, and I, because it was in Illinois, and I'd been in California for like 10 years, so I came and came to Galesburg. It was a two-month program, and you have nothing you have to do, which I'm all about, you know, so, and I didn't really do very much, but, um, but I did meet this, the only single guy in Galesburg, um, <laughs> that guy over there, who was inter kind of interesting. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of single guys, but um, anyway, so then somehow we hatched up this plan that I should move to Galesburg. Um, though, because I was kind of, like, I'd been in the Bay Area for 11 years, yeah. and, and I actually met a second cousin of mine, so there was this Mark Ward kind of heritage from the grandfather who went to UC Berkeley. He had two brothers, and one went to Chicago, and the other two stayed, and so I met the granddaughter, you know, somehow. So, you know, I got that figured out. But it's so congested there. It's so expensive. And um, Did you really so, have any reason to come back here? I mean, other than, I mean, well, family my mom, reasons? Well, you know, my mom, mom was, was in Chicago, Chicago and, um, and my sister and brother. And, okay. and then, like Tom and I, we even talked, well, should we stay in California? Like, I could get him to move to California because I kind of, there was going to be a full-time job at this junior college. Maybe I'd be, you know, in the running for that. Yeah. But I'm like, uh, and he was running his family camera store, sure. and so they kind of, it would be easier for me, and I was just kind of ready to go back to the Midwest. I kind of missed it, and I missed yeah. brick buildings. They don't have so many of them there because yeah. of earthquakes, or they cover up the brick with stucco, and, you know, but, and it's just so fast-paced and crowded and all the kind of stuff you love when you're 20, but when right. you're in your late 30s you're yeah. getting a little bored of it or, or it's just overwhelming and you know yeah so anyway and also the thing about like farm silos corn silos yeah I thought oh that, that's totally my subject <laughs> and yeah. I'll go out and paint it that was my idea yeah but of course around here you go out like when the weather's nice the wind is like Howling and yeah. the bugs are biting and the humidity and and, every, and then people are like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, I, yeah. I would set up on the side of the road and these yeah. guys and pickup trucks would pull over and then, like you know. And then well, see, that's when I first 
I first remember you. I was a student in Knox. It, mm -hmm. I started in '94, so uh -huh. I remember oh, okay. you being around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you Apparently, know, uh, people. '95, '96. I remember that yeah. postcard the, of uh, the Midwest photo. Mm -hmm. Oh painting, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that that, yeah. Of the camera store. Yeah. So um, I remember. You know, I was yeah. taking landscape class and uh -huh, trying to paint yeah. stuff and mm -hmm. then I was thinking yeah. about your paintings doing it. I really it, so. thought that's what I would do, but then it didn't really seem to You were going to become the Mirandi of Galesburg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The landscape Mirandi yeah. of Galesburg? <laughs> yeah, something like that. And, uh, yeah, so then I started going inside and doing still lifes. Uh -huh. and, and I was still working from observation and I thought... Um, I, well, I don't know. I was still being kind of contrary, and, and I wanted to work from observation and use the least amount of, like, flowery flourishes of artistic, you know, like, I don't know. You know so I was making these paintings. They were very still and tranquil, mm -hmm. but, and, you know, their awkwardness was kind of their charm at first, but then after a while you sort of figure out how to do it, and then it gets kind of like... Right then it's kind of predictable. So I had to stop doing that. Um, and then I think I was telling you, Chris, about when I, around when I had a significant birthday and that I was at the age that my dad passed away when I got to that mm -hmm, age. Mm -hmm. And um, it was 52. I'm not trying yeah. to be coy. <laughs> and um, so... Um, he died of natural causes at 52 or well, health-related issues? Well, accelerated by a lot of unhealthy habits, I let's see. say. And um, you know how artists can be. And um, that's There's enough I, to remind you of your own mortality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, my two favorite professors in grad school both died at that age. And so I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? And so... And so I was getting to the point where these paintings weren't so, in, in, they weren't compelling, it wasn't compelling. There's mm -hmm. nothing, you know, it kind of shows in the paintings after a while that you're not, it's like. Yeah. So I decided to set myself this, you know, challenge of doing some paintings with patterns, which I always had in my mind I want to do someday, I'll get to it someday. And so... I didn't really know what that would be, but I started painting with oil paint and doing things with repeating patterns and grids, sort mm -hmm. of, and different things like that. And I went through a lot of different things, um, though I, what I found was when I made a grid or just a repeating pattern, I, it didn't hold me, except in a few occasions, but then you try to get that again and you can't find it. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for a couple of years. And, um, then one day I'm in Blick and there's a sale on that heavy watercolor paper, the big rolls of oh, it, yeah. that's 51 inches <laughs> long. And, and uh -huh. So I thought, I'm going to try painting on that and I'll, you know, I'll staple it to the wall and I'll gesso it like you do with real paint. But I'll use acrylic, which I had never really used much. And I started doing a view out my window of the downtown streets, you know, very simplified and... Um, so that was the first one I did like that, and then I got on a roll with that for a couple of years, and it was very simplified geometry, just a few colors, and, and I was making these stripes, kind of like this carpet, you know, but mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. stripes with thinned out acrylic paint, um, and, you know, just next to each other. And because I am so precise, and so they're all like, they look like, and some of these have it, you know, these ones over here. Um, 
the parallel lines, just the width of the brush, mm -hmm. and just right next to each other. And so not with a ruler or anything, or tape or anything like that. But it looks kind of like it is. Yeah. But you can, if you look closely, you can tell it's not. Do you map out a structure first, or you just start with one stripe and just go until it's done? Well, no, I make a structure you do first. You make a structure yeah, first. Yeah, just with a pencil, and yeah. then I, um, you know, I tried to, at first I kept it super simple, and it was just like three colors, and mm. you just find, you know, just make the lines here, and then you make them this way, and then, you know, <laughs> and, and just, and somehow it was interesting enough to keep, go, like, to spend all, it takes a lot of time to do them, but, yeah. you know, I've got a ping pong table in my studio so I can lay out the paper, because yeah. I'd start them on the wall, but then after a while you can't hold your hand quite in the right <laughs> way when it's on the wall, so you have to yeah. get it on the Sure. So... But that, so getting to the paintings that here, I was doing that for a while, and I, you must have seen that show at the box mm -hmm, that had mm -hmm. those, and that's like the first bunch of them it's I did. about 12, and, 2012 uh, or so? No, it was no, earlier than earlier that. Than it was that? Like, like the end of 09 and the beginning of 10. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and also I was teaching at Monmouth College, um, mm. But that, that, that was earlier. When I first got here, I started teaching part-time at Monmouth College, and I did that for six years till '04, I think okay. so. And also, I had a kid. And so, yeah. and, I was, and then working in Tom's um, uh, family camera store. So, you know, I, what, my production was not really all that you know, <laughs> It's high. up and down, and, up and uh, down. Now the, the child is in college, so and just in the last couple of years, I've been... Yeah, you've been more. kicking it but, into high gear for sure. So yeah, I sort of have. It's like, well, I'm getting older and older, <laughs> and um, you know, I can't keep saying it's, I'll do it next year. So and I and so I so coming back to Chicago. So all I always thought someday I'll do some paintings of Chicago, like dear old dad. But um, I never could figure out a way. Like I tried doing it when I was here for Studios Midwest. I went for the weekend of Chicago and I set up my easel by the. Mm river there at, by the base of marina towers and because that that painting is painted if, if you were standing where marina towers is now looking across that's what it is and of course marina towers wasn't there but so i did that and i had you know but the so you wind, tried to tackle it even back then and uh yeah 95. yeah i gave it a try mm -hmm. and um but the wind blew my hat off into <laughs> yeah. the river. The windy and that, city. Um, yeah, it was just Jesus like, and then you're work. there all by yourself, and these weird people come up and start these, you know, which they always do. And I've sort of, you know, gotten over that, you know, getting me all flustered, because, you know, at first, the first couple times that happens, totally blows, you know, your yeah. whole vibe or your whole thinking, and you have to... Yeah. You have to just pack up and go because you can't. Your brain just cheese out of whack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But not, but after a couple of years, and also with teaching, you know, you sort of get so you can still function. But anyway, so I only did it one time, and you know, I went and I parked my car in Marina Towers, and I paid to park there all day, and I brought up, you know, because I had a pickup truck, it was like a studio on wheels, and for my California from my California days, and, mm. but it wasn't it. I was just doing a naturalistic kind of colors, and mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't grabbing me. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, I'll go back again and do it. I never did. You know? mm -hmm. So then, somehow, with this thing with the stripes, um, I started a few. And the oldest one here is from 2013, the one with the wavy sky in it there. Yeah. And that's um, from a little snapshot I took on Michigan Avenue, and um, I and it's on paper. And I love the, you know, it's so 
just mm -hmm. easy to do. You know, you thin out the acrylic paint a little bit and the and it just flows so perfectly. But then I thought, well, you know, you're a painter, you should paint on canvas. So I've been trying to transition that kind of thing to canvas. And it doesn't quite feel the same because, of course, the canvas takes the paint differently. You have to make the paint a little thicker, and then it just doesn't, it feels a little forced, you know. So I'm trying to work that out. Um, it always works better on paper because it just flows, you know. And um, so there, there's some on paper and some on canvas here. And then the most recent ones are the ones that are a little more naturalistic, um, where I, um, of course, these are all in the studio, not on site. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to just make the colors more interesting, and, but keep the shapes what they are because because I want to know what they are, you know, and I yeah. know, and I just want to see them that way. So the ones that are, as you go this way, they're more naturalistic and maybe a little too, I don't know what, but... Well, I mean, it seems like something happened with color choices. Through mm -hmm. this process, mm -hmm. it's carried over, even though you're yeah. back in a more atmospheric, naturalistic uh -huh. vein over here, but the color is still pretty pretty far out there. I mean, yeah, that's true. You could make yeah. an argument that there's a naturalistic, like if it's a sunset or it's mm -hmm. a witching hour thing uh -huh. or like Chicago pollution. I mean, you could uh -huh. make an impressionist yeah, yeah. argument for this color, but it's also, uh -huh. it still seems very synthetic, like you're taking a color palette yeah. and. Uh, well, yeah, and another thing with these colors, I wanted to get the feeling of dark and light and volume, which I hadn't been paying any attention with the right. stripes because I just was looking for the shapes but not thinking about depth so much. And and because I think I just naturally like things flat. And mm -hmm. But then people say, oh, I love how you were playing with the space there. And I'm like, what? And, um, <laughs> so I, you know, maybe I should look at that. And then also, yeah, I was thinking I am kind of like, it's so arbitrary. So maybe if I try to get the feeling of volume by you know, lights coming from an obvious direction or something, and that makes it more naturalistic. But then I want to keep the colors more fun. Or, mm -hmm. you know. And um, also, these are with acrylic, which I'd never painted any kind of naturalistic kind of way with acrylic. Mm -hmm. But it, I've gotten to be a little friendlier with acrylic paint. And, and it's so fast, because it dries so damn fast, you know? So you can just like bam, bam, bam. And you don't have to like, work on it and then get disgusted and you right. have to go and come back two days later, you can just have a cup of coffee and that's ready to go get it. <laughs> so, um, so I can't quite decide how much, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm in love with the stripes and stuff, but maybe I've done the stripes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who knows what. And some of the other paintings, um, recent ones, you know, I tried to do some really big paintings and they, um, they were a lot of fun with, um, I mean, I was trying to keep them super simple, but not with stripes, but not too gestural. Because you know? hmm. that, that feels kind of self-conscious to me to make your brush strokes wild and wacky, because yeah. that's not me. Yeah. It's fine when other people do it. And so yeah. I, you know, that would be too self-conscious. So I'm trying to find a way. Right. That's what you're always doing. You're trying to, you know that. Well, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit just for the students that are here, this trying to find a way, this thing that you're, you, you do keep moving, yeah. you keep changing, keep shifting. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what do you think that, what do you think drives that? Well, Curiosity you know, yeah, every painting you paint, you know, you're sort of solving a little puzzle for yourself. You're sort of uh, seeing how, oh yeah, that's how that would work if I tried, you know, or like yeah. to set yourself a problem. I'm only going to use three colors. I'm only going to do... I don't know. Well, 
it's usually a color choice that I decide. And then I know my subject is Chicago, and Chicago, that's endless, you know, so I can never run out of that. Right. So everyone is going to be new. And um, so I just try to think of colors that don't really go to, yeah, I don't. It's, it's so cliche. I always feel like everything, I, it's like everybody. Yeah. So, but you're always trying to keep things a little bit fresh and yeah. kind of unknown to yourself. You know, you don't know how you're going to solve the problem when you start, or else it would be so boring doing it. You know, if you already know, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it like this, and then all the strokes are going to line up to here, and then this is going to come out with this little horizontal thing, and then it'll be fine. It's so boring to actually do it that um, it's like when you think an idea through too many times yeah. or you talk about it too much, yeah. you know, you kill it. And yeah. so then it becomes so boring to do it that you can do it, but it's not fun to do it. And also, it seems like I can see the boredom in the painting, you know, like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that art, he was like stuck with those damn bushes and he had to like, and you can just tell. Well, it seems like you got this mix of your mom and dad with the, mm -hmm. like the practicality of, you identify a style and you run with it for a while, mm -hmm. but then yeah. the dreamer of your dad, where you're like, eh, "This is getting boring. I'm going to, I need a new thing, a new thing." So you keep you, keep, you shift it up, you keep shifting yeah, it up. Yeah, I guess, to, I guess it, like you just have to. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over, or if you do, it's going to look different anyway. Yeah. So. Well, I as guess. a painter, so back to the practicality question. <laughs> as, as a painter. Uh, family, mm -hmm. other other avenues to support mm -hmm. yourself. How, oh, yeah. how much how much have you relied on painting to be like a career thing? Uh, well, that I really have up and down or not. I at haven't all. really tried. I've never always really tried. sort of tried to have a job job to yeah. support the painting and never really focused on selling my paintings that much yeah. um, because it's really hard to sell paintings. And I yeah. did in California. You can sell a lot more, and I used to sell a lot more there, but. Um, you know, in a small town. Yeah. So I always would, I mean, I planned I would keep teaching forever, but, um, you know, that didn't really keep going at Monmouth. And um, I'm not so crazy about teaching. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, right. I, you know, every teacher I ever had, they said, yeah, you just teach because you got to pay the rent, and you know, it's not because you don't go into it for the love of teaching, and I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure many teachers love teaching, and, and it, but, you know, it takes your creativity, it it's like there's only so much, and so if you're a really great teacher, um, you'd be kind of, you're, you don't have enough of your own self to put into your paintings, it's a trade unless off. you eliminate having anything else going on in your life, and I'm just too selfish to not... You know, I wanted to have a kid. I, you know, I want to do other stuff. I like to sew. I still sew a lot of crazy stuff. And um, what can I say? I wish I was more, you know, um, but I'm not. So I don't, I don't, it's kind of impractical to count on selling your paintings to pay your rent, but it's always worth a try. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's ever done it. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, I mean, think you have to sell an awful lot of paintings. It takes a lot of time to like do all that paperwork stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyone know. have any questions for Carla? I had one. You, well, you mentioned your the stacked 
Mm -hmm. Word structures and then your love of sewing. Mm -hmm. And I wondered if um, the striped ones, I, I think of as tapestry, but yeah, I could yeah. also see mm -hmm. the ones that don't have stripes in it also being, like maybe you could revisit the, your love of the tactile, yeah, uh -huh. three dimensional, but still investigate the, the striping mm -hmm. and the geometric forms. And the yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I've thought of um, sewing, and actually, I've done some things where I take like upholstery fabric or something like that and paint on that, and you still see some of the fabric. And um, also, some people pointed out to me because, of course, I didn't see it that the parallel stripes of the corrugated cardboard is a lot like the stripes in the paintings from 30 years later. But I didn't see it. But other people pointed it out to me, and so I do love that, you know, some the physicality. And since I'm involved with fabric and so I'm always sort of thinking of, you know, it'd be kind of fun to paint on carpet or something, you know, mm -hmm. could you could get a, or you, well, anyway. <laughs> but you've always looked at something. You've continued to look at something. Well, yeah, I find that it's more satisfying. Like, I have a, whole, a couple years worth, and I'll show you sometime, of the stuff that I wasn't looking at okay. it, and I was trying to make a repeating pattern yeah. or a pattern, you know. First, they started looking like um, early Renaissance paintings like the background with the architecture in it, you know, mm -hmm. those chalky kind of colors. That's what they looked like. At first. And then I was also, I sort of forgot this critical element of my son was always drawing maps when he was a kid <laughs> and like maps of the CTA. He's really big into this kind of, you know, maps of everything, but of train systems and stuff. And so I had those all over the house. So that was kind of influencing me. And I started doing some paintings based on the loop in the, in downtown Chicago and stuff like that. But that still wasn't quite <clears throat> feeling like me, you know, or feeling like... So something about having something that I'm looking at, like my studio interior or looking out the window or Chicago, and then trying to abstract it to a certain extent. Yeah. Is more, it feels just more like me. Though I love pure abstract painting, and I've cranked out a lot of that too. Yeah. Some, it doesn't feel like me so much. Like it's not unique. Right. Though there's probably, you know, somebody in every town who does paintings with stripes that, but I don't know them, you know. Right. You know or I haven't seen them. Or, um, you know, I, sometimes, you know, you think being the practical person, you're just like, is there a worldwide shortage of paintings? Does the world really need more art? You know, there's so much art out there. It's just everywhere. Yes. And so. You have yeah, to have like a, a compelling reason to make more where yeah. there isn't, you know, like after your kids get lunch, you know, yeah. that's important. Is painting really that important? Well, and the more paintings you have in your studio piling <laughs> up in the corner, you like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it creates so, pressure. It does. Yeah, it's it kind does. of... Um, yeah, somebody once tried to, to talk me into selling him one of my little cardboard things um, that I didn't want to sell, and he was, he was saying... Well, you know, it's it's kind of like a psychological thing when you let go of some stuff from your studio, it allows you to make more mm -hmm. psychological. And of course, he was totally right, mm -hmm. but of course, I was like, no, 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 I want to keep this. All. And, <laughs> yeah, um, so now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> so and so it does. Yeah, it, it piles up, and then it oppresses you, and then you feel like an idiot. And, you know, you always feel like an idiot <laughs> for one reason or another. <laughs> 
Well, uh, one Galesburg painter to another. I'm just curious about your thoughts on Galesburg now that you've been there for since 95. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm finally starting to get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think you might stay, huh? Yeah, let's see. I've been there 22 years now. Yeah. I, well, I, I'm pretty used to it. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of a good place to raise a kid, you know, because it's so laid back, relatively. Um, I mean, there's less art, but you can go to Chicago. You know, we go to Chicago a lot, and uh, we even we drove to the Crystal Bridges Museum last. Oh wow! Uh, sometime recently to see Stuart Davis. They had this great Stuart uh, Davis oh, wow. show. It was awesome because it was in Davis. New York and California. Interesting and, artist. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I'm crazy yeah. about him and. Um, so that was nine hours, a nine-hour drive. So it's not that close to Galesburg. But I don't know. I feel like when you're older, you can live in a place that's kind of dull because you have your own. Got so much going, going on, on already. Yeah. Um, but then you always are going to Chicago and yeah. stuff like that. But um, you know that big Warhol show that's in New York? It's going to be in Chicago in oh, 2020. I've already okay. checked it out. <laughs> so, but... Um, but uh, the uh, art, you know, art in a small town, you know, it, luckily we have Knox, so we have, there's some serious artists there, and, um, you know, I don't think it would be, you know, if there weren't a little college or something, and Monmouth, you know, like someone asked me, what do I like about teaching at Monmouth, and I tried to think and tried to think. It was like, <laughs> I mean, some of the students are, of course, wonderful people, but um, the thing I like best was having lunch with my colleagues, you know, yeah. having... Talk to some other artists. Yeah. And even yeah. if you're just talking about lunch, but you're yeah. just, artists just see things this different, a particular way that a lot of people don't see it that way. And yeah. it's been hard. It's hard to remember. Like, most people don't have an emotional reaction to color. Like, they think, right. whatever. Right. And, like, it's very hard. The community is a little smaller. Yeah, Our yeah, yeah. Is smaller, yeah. Yeah, That's there's true. fewer cars and trucks. There's fewer artists. There's That's fewer you know, bad things, and there's fewer good things. And, so, yeah. what else should I say? Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no, any questions? questions? No questions? You always have a question. I'm myself. Yeah. Like, very quiet today, girl. I had a question about um, some of the backgrounds of sure. pieces. I think more over on this side, um, mm-hmm. the strikes in the background, you talked about how um, you wanted to like add something, like, add something new like mm-hmm. that you needed to cut in change up your style a little bit. Um, and I really found the like little marks and mm-hmm. stripes intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, was that more of like, well, yeah, a like choice in for the, style in the sky, or right? more to like well, kind of the noise of the city because that's how it... Oh, yeah, yeah. See, um, that's so interesting. Um, I think in some of those, it's in the sky where it's kind of curving. And I was trying to, in the furthest one down there, it was supposed to be a nighttime sky. So it was supposed to be like stars or something. Um, and then just, you know, the, in other ones, the buildings are all geometric shapes. And so then the sky is an organic thing. And so I made the stripes curving there, you know, with, you know, pushing myself to not go straight. Or, you know, and just so to differentiate it from the structures, I guess. Um, but yeah, I was trying to break up the sky a little to make it looks because it's more organic and it's so stars, clouds. It's good notion. So you might enjoy what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I 
I spent two weeks cutting out stencils with my digital cutter. I do the artwork and cut it out. And then I got all this spray paint and um, I would spray the patterns mm -hmm. to prepare a base for the painting. And, oh. and, and so, and then I, and I discovered if I work wet and wet, keep on piling on the stencils, the paint begins to burble up. Mm -hmm. and, and then I, um, I'm using a lot of flake white, which is kind of semi-transparent and painting mm -hmm. thinly. And so, so I'm doing that, and that just kind of creates this space mm -hmm. that lets all this complexity happen. And then I also sand back into the layers and let things peekaboo through. Wow. So I could see you doing something like that. Mm -hmm. where, and this is all oil paint? Layering? Well, well I, I start with, uh, you're coming. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, I start with, you know, spray paint. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh -huh. kind of like an acrylic yeah, face. Uh -huh. and yeah, and it I, dries fast. I personally yeah. like to use um, oil paint. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, what I do is just paint in series and wait for them to dry and then... Mm -hmm. then yeah, I'll, yeah, that's So you're done I with do. oil paint now? Is it it's well, all acrylic or get I, back to it? But you could use I, medium and get that yeah. transparency. And yeah, I guess really so. And be cool uh, to reintroduce your concept of patterns into... Uh-huh. And, and build the and, complexity of your mm -hmm. surfaces. So maybe mm -hmm. you start and you have, like, uh, a... Mm -hmm. Analogous color scheme, mm -hmm. which I like, well, yeah, pink, yeah. orange, and red. Yeah, and, and yeah. then just uh -huh. keep keep on, you know, either let it mm -hmm. be or build transparency. I, mm -hmm. I think that would be exciting. Actually, I was doing some when I was, you know, I had um, this deadline of a show, and I was, and I said I was doing Chicago paintings, and of course, you know, I was hemming and hawing and, and wasting as much time as possible, and I I found these stencils. And I totally forgot about this. And I started writing out the word Chicago and just painting through it and making layers and layers. This is all with acrylic paint. And yeah. um, so I have a bunch of those. I have a boatload of those in my Stencil studio. paintings, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, because I thought, well, this is a Chicago painting. And just uh -huh. and so some of it was over fabric with designs in it. Uh, and some and was you could just canvas. use Chicago yeah, over fun. and over again yeah. across the whole can it's, canvas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just let it be a subliminal message that. Yeah, yeah. I should put some on my web. I don't think I have them on my website someday. Well, okay, so um, one last thing. I got one yeah. last question. Oh, okay. and that is the working from images and yeah. working from life. You've gone back um, and forth now quite a well, bit. Well, yeah, and... these are all from photographs. Except for these still lives, these little still lives, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Those yeah, are from still life. life were, um, yeah, the flowers were, I put the flower, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, the flower, I put them in front of a painting uh -huh. that's not quite finished of Chicago. So there's two, because I did, I'm being, I put two canvases next to each other, because whenever you have fresh flowers, you got to like paint them quick. <laughs> you and do so, the same time. <laughs> so awesome. I hate to waste anything, so I got two paintings out of it, one vertical, one horizontal, and it's, you know, the same view. So one is further away, oh, one's at yeah, the end. Yeah, one's over there. And, um, so what are your thoughts but, on that uh, between working from an image and working from directly from well, life? Well, I like, I prefer working from life, and um, but it's so impractical, and I'm trying to like just be realistic. I mean, you know, when I did that painting of Midwest Photo that you said you saw a postcard mm -hmm. of, it's three by five feet. I actually did take it out on Broad Street in Galesburg mm -hmm. and set up and, you know, 
did a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I started it from working from life and everything, but um, after a while I had to take pictures and go back in the studio. And, and nowadays there isn't, among young people, there is not any kind of um, negative connotation of working from photographs. And yeah, right. whereas when we, when I was right. in school, it's like, you know, well, yeah. I mean, I still think, of course you can learn so much more from working from life, and, but people don't differentiate and we're so drowning in photographs. Mm -hmm. um, more so than when I was a kid, and then I had to marry a photographer, and so it's like, you know, I... Um, well, I mean, there, so that's just unavoidable. It's just going to be part of your life. Yeah, yeah. I oh, frankly, I, yeah, you, yeah, you have to I'm make a something. retired architect. Mm -hmm. oh. Notice I don't do anything architectural. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, you're getting free from it. Yeah. like, because uh -huh. what really irritates me is like a landscape where the the vanishing points are all one. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yours are, you know, you have really good photography <laughs> might help you do that. But well, I mean, the bottom is that wonky, wonky vision. I mean, yeah, everything's got a, you know, a vanishing point. Yeah, yeah. And well, everything. So, yeah. so yeah. to me, it's too much like work. But yeah. there, I love this guy mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. He had paintings of his table and he had a lot. Oh yeah, Brett Eberhardt, yeah. Floor. yeah. And, and his vanishing points, he actually calculated they were on walls like two uh -huh. feet away. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, his hmm. vanishing points were just perfect. Teaches a Western, painter oh. Western. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's huh. really Yeah, impressive. and I thought that was yeah. such a good idea because my vanishing points when I was an architect uh -huh. during renderings were we're always on my neighbor's drafting board. <laughs> uh -huh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't really think too much. I always figure if it looks right, it is right. I mean, I don't really, you know, do yeah. measure anything. You don't have any different, you don't really have any conscious difference in approach when you when you paint those flowers or when you're painting from the photo. You don't really like lay out any conscious difference. You just you kind of just work. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the thing with that flowers, that's I think that might be the first time I ever painted flowers with acrylic paint. Mm. And I so I'm sort of getting more comfortable with acrylic, but I love oil. And, and so I've been looking at these acrylic paintings and they're and it's kind of the surface of the canvas is it's got some surface to it. Yeah. And then so I'm like, I'm loving this acrylic stuff. Then you go look at a real oil painting, I'm like, oh crap, you know, <laughs> because they look so much better. So I don't know. And I don't want to get all this plastic stuff with the mediums and all this yeah, stuff. No, I, I might have to go back to oil paint. It's um, so I mean I still have a ton yeah, of it, too. Yeah. So I hear you. I mean I, I yeah. looking at these, I yeah. think I think oh those those are rich like an oil painting, you know. Uh -huh. But then, but I'm not comparing them. I don't have an oil painting yeah, right there. Yeah, so. yeah, the surface. I mean, they, you yeah, know, I they can, reproduce I can good, see, you know, yeah. because on a screen they look great. Yeah. But um, the real surface, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's all just so flat. I mean, I guess I could use it a lot thicker, but that's just not my it way. It just gets more plasticky, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, you could try um, doing your base painting mm. in acrylics. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then go with oil. Enri yeah, yeah, yeah. Enriching the surface yeah. with. Mm -hmm. That's it. I do that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do that, yeah. Yeah, I can't tell what the. Okay, we should probably uh, call the day here. I mean, like I said, we always, as I said, we always uh, end up going the hour. So, any other questions yeah. before we say goodbye to Carla? All right. Thank you, Carla. Thanks for uh, taking part in the Q&A. Well, thank and, you uh, very much. I, I can talk and talk sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate the show, and um, 
uh, it's been it's been a pleasure having you here. So thank you. This has been Q&A, recorded in the Kadich Gallery at St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa. The Kadich and Morrissey Galleries are located in the Galvin Fine Arts and Communications Center at 2101 North Gaines Street between Locust and Lombard. All content of this podcast is the exclusive property of St. Ambrose University, copyright 2017, and may not be utilized without expressed written permission.